0: welcome to this one time at summer camp uh summer camp about podcast or something like that um my name's nick i'm here today with peter hey what's up and uh we're gonna talk about summer camp because
1: as per usual yeah
0: the whole premise to what we're doing yeah so our last episode was about lying to children it's been a while since we've recorded it because um Pete over here decided he would just travel Australia, enjoy his time out here before he goes back to England. What a piece of garbage.
1: Yeah, my bad. Um, How selfish of me.
0: I know, but we're back, and then all of our sound equipment stopped working, so we've got brand new sound equipment. Hopefully, we sound better.
1: Or... This sounds like shit, and we're going to have to <laughs> re-record this episode. I, I really hope not. I really, really yeah, hope fingers not. Fingers crossed.
0: So, in our last episode, Lying to Children, uh, we talked about exactly that, lying to children. And uh, we've had a friend of ours, you know, ride in, and they were just telling us a funny anecdote about the fact that they, too, lied to children once. See, um, Rach and Wave, our friends, they are identical twins. They both worked at camp at the same time. So, um, I mean, this one seems pretty obvious. They just switched cabins one time. Didn't tell the kids. They just went late at night, switched over, woke up in the morning in a different cabin and just was like, let's see if the kids find out.
1: (laughs) I mean, we had staff who struggled to tell them apart. So, like, for their kids, it would have been nigh impossible.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think one of them had a, like, older kids, one had younger kids. Yeah. And from what I understand, uh, the older kids somehow worked it out. Not like before breakfast had even finished. But like <laughs> they had to tell the younger kids, I'm pretty sure. Like they had yeah. no idea that they had switched. Uh. I just can't believe... They should have done that every week. Mm. And again, you know, back, going back to lying to children there's no purpose it's just a bit it's just a bit of fun it's just a bit of fun
1: do you know what else i was thinking about that we should have mentioned in last episode is a like a classic thing i i love to play at camp which is two truths and a lie oh or as i now have to call it to try and be down with the kids uh two facts one cap Which, I mean, I, I do hate myself for the fact that I say those things. You actually um, do say those things. Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought you were just making it
1: funny. This no, This is a no, real part no, of your I, life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Excellent. Well, yes. Um, thank you for writing in, Rachel. That is very funny. It is very funny. I wish I was a twin. But I'm not. But what I am... Is recording a podcast, and we are talking today about... What are we talking today about?
1: We are talking about um, native advertising that BuzzFeed does.
0: Do go on. How is this going to relate to uh, Summer Um
1: I don't know yet, but <laughs> we'll, um, we'll keep our eye out for native <laughs> advertising in this BuzzFeed article that we are um, about to read, which is titled... 25 things only camp counsellors will understand.
0: Hey, Pete, we were camp counsellors.
1: Maybe we'll understand them. Maybe we won't. Maybe Do you we're going to understand relevant.
0: all 25?
1: I mean, I reckon they're going to be so basic that they could be applicable to many things beyond just camp counselling. Let's just hop right into it. Um, number one, receiving care packages is one of the greatest pleasures in life.
0: That is, they're starting with a banger. That is very true. There is nothing I love more than receiving care packages at camp.
1: You've got to start off strong, otherwise you're going to turn people off it immediately. Yeah, know? that is true. They are starting strong. <clears throat> I mean, care packages do seem pretty specific to camp. Right, um, right. Unless you're like living in a foreign country and someone from your your home country sends you stuff. From your home country, that is like you know, if you are living abroad and someone sent you a jar of Vegemite, you know.
0: I mean, already off the bat, I feel like we could do a whole episode about care packages, Um, and more so than just receiving care packages, campers getting care packages quite often is the bane of my existence. (laughs) You know, I can't, I couldn't count the amount of times a camper has gotten a care package and suddenly they've got like a sticky hand thing that like, they're <laughs> start slapping their other kids with it. Like, uh, I don't know why.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I, I thought you were going with just... That. Oh, my like, God. Like they receive a care... A sticky hand. No, no. no as in like they, they receive a care package and then they're immediately covered in chocolate and sweets.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that too. But, um, oh, God, every single time... All my kids get, like, a big care package. I'm like, here we go. Because, like, you know, there's always that one camper who gets nothing from their parents because their parents don't love them. But then, you know, there's the kid who gets, like, a crate arrive with just everything.
1: And they don't want to share. And, yeah, you you get a lot of first-time campers who will be like, why didn't you send me a care package? And, like, you know, they don't really know. But you, you bet that second and third year campers are nearly always getting themselves sent a care package.
0: Oh, man. Okay. We're, we're going to have to do a whole episode about care packages because yeah. I feel like I've got anecdotes and all the rest. Um,
1: do you know what else is really nice along that vein? We had a, like, mail system, so where parents would, like, send an email to their campers, it would get printed off, and then they get it at, like, meal times. But when... Staff who had, like, left for the summer or whatever would, like, send another staff member, like, send me a email letter that gets printed off. And then, because your kids are getting mail all the time, like, constantly, but you never get anything. So it's really nice to get a letter to read.
0: Not this episode, but I have a really great story about that exact scenario.
1: Moving on to number two, you have a never-ending supply of tie-dye shirts.
0: I'm going to be real, I don't think I ever had a tie-dye shirt at camp. I don't think
1: I ever tie-dyed a shirt. I'm pretty sure I had like one or two white white t-shirts that I gave to some of the arts and crafts staff and I was like, yo, you want to tie-dye this for me? But that was only like twice over the course of six summers. I mean, they're
0: right though, tie-dye is actually an essential fashion item of camp. Yeah. I was going to say real status symbol, but is it really though? Because like, you know, the main proprietors of the tie-dye are the arts and craft people and they are not top of the food chain at any camp. (laughs) I just never got into it like everyone else did. It is a major staple of camp and people just lose their minds for it, but I don't get it. I
1: don't know, hippie vibes. Just, Yeah. I mean, I'm in fair play to BuzzFeed. Tie-dye is a part of camp, and they have put that in their list of things about camp.
0: Yeah, they are doing well so far.
1: Alrighty. Number three. You are an absolute expert when it comes to capturing group selfies. What? I feel like you, as a person who likes to travel with a selfie stick... Um,
0: You're just going to out me like that you on, love the, a selfie on the stick. podcast...
1: You bought one just to go to Tasmania for two weeks.
0: Yeah, but like, did we not get some nice (laughs) selfies up Cradle Mountain?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, we did. Um, I don't know. All all I know is whenever I'm asked to take a group photo of someone, I immediately hold the camera up as if I'm taking a photo of them, hit the flip lens button, and take a selfie of myself (laughs) before taking a photo of the group. Every time. Random strangers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that an insecurity thing? Because you're like, I don't want them to forget me.
1: No, I just think it's funny.
0: <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. I don't really think this is that much my camp experience. I mean, speaking for myself, but like, I didn't have a phone on me. I wasn't carrying a camera around all the time. We had a camp photographer. They took all the photos and they weren't getting in them.
1: Yeah, I mean, we didn't have very good... uh Internet, so like it's not like you're uploading to social media heaps or anything. At the end of the summer, I just upload a bunch of photos, and that'll be it. Number four, you've had the best sleep of your life in bunk beds. I think they've really gone off the rails here. <laughs> Who? No, nobody likes sleeping in the in, in bunk beds.
0: Well, I don't think that's what they mean. I think they mean more the fact that you are so tired. Even though you sleep in a crummy, single bunk bed, you just pass out like that every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Like, I don't think I ever took more than, like, eight seconds to get to sleep at camp because I was perpetually on the verge of falling asleep standing up.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that was always my go-to rule is you can't fall asleep if you're standing up.
0: (laughs) I fell asleep everywhere at camp. I got written up. Uh, Because I fell asleep in a hammock when I was supposed to be teaching kids kayaking. (laughs) And would Mm. I do it again? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um... Was
0: it fair though? Because I feel like I only missed like 15 minutes. I got written up. You get written up three times, you get
1: fired. Should I have gotten fired for sleeping for 15 minutes extra? (laughs) Would you have gotten fired or were they doing that in the knowledge that you weren't going to do anything else like that again and that it would set a precedent about timeliness?
0: They don't know that. I got written up again that summer.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Quick thing on bunk beds, though. Do you think there was ever a counselor at our camp who preferred top bunk?
1: I I had a junior counselor in one of my cabins one time. And they came in and they put all their stuff on the top bunk. And I was like, no. (laughs) You're not putting your stuff on the top bunk. You're getting a bottom bunk. That's ridiculous. Like, no.
0: I get like, as a child, top bunk is a status symbol. As an adult, what a hassle.
1: Look, as as a person who just went traveling for however many months and had to sleep in some hostile bunk beds... Uh, I hate a top bunk (laughs) it is so much effort I feel like I'm going to die every time I climb out of it because you just slam into the ground and also you just feel bad because you're like I mean uh, jostling the bed for anyone who's already asleep on the bunk below you
0: yeah it's a weird system
1: number five your handwriting has vastly improved over the years spent at camp what? I think that's true for our camp, but maybe not necessarily all camps. Yeah. Cuz we would write letters to the kids. We had to r- Yeah, week. we had to
0: write letters to the parents for every yeah, single child at camp. Generally speaking is that a thing?
1: I don't know. It's a smart marketing tactic for sure, you know?
0: My job at one stage of camp was reading, proofreading all of the letters. That the, that the male counsellors sent to the parents and making sure they were acceptable and can I just say American men have the worst handwriting I've ever seen it is just unintelligible like 70% of the time
1: but America's number one Nick
0: not in reading and writing I don't think
1: I, I got into one or two arguments with uh admin stuff about uh, me spelling things a certain way. Like if I'm writing colour, you know, and I spell it C-O-L-O-U-R.
0: Yeah, chuck a U like, in there.
1: Like the way it's spelt. Um, <laughs> as opposed to spelling it incorrectly without the U. Colour. And then they're like, oh, they'll, they'll think that, you know, the parents will think that you've spelled it wrong. And I'm like, surely it lends authenticity to the fact that I'm an international person. You know, but maybe they wouldn't pick up on the nuance of that. I don't know I don't either. Number six, you have about a hundred and seventy nine T-shirts from your camp, and you could never get rid of any of them i I do feel personally attacked. Um, <laughs> only Only in the last year or two have I started buying T-shirts that are not from summer camp.
0: Um, you, so, you've come out to Australia from where you live in England, and you brought
1: how many camp shirts and singlets with you? Probably half the clothes I brought <laughs> with me, right? Like, I couldn't give you an actual number. For for some people, camp clothing doesn't spark joy, but for me, it does.
0: Honestly, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I really willed myself together, and I threw out like three camp shirts how dare you i think about that like i think about it often enough to the point where i just shouldn't have done it you know i had shirts for programs i didn't even do at camp (laughs) and i was like i didn't even do this this program like why have i got the shirt i threw it out and i just went it was a good design though
1: yeah it looked good was it was that your 2017 ldp one Yes, it was. All right, I have two of those. And <laughs> I did not do that program either. <laughs> uh, Surely, if you're going to do anything with them, as this is akin to what you do with your friendship bracelets, putting them in a photo frame, right? Make mm. a quilt.
0: Make a quilt, quilt of, of your together. camp shirt. I know a
1: couple people who have done them. They look dope, and that way you can keep them forever without feeling guilty.
0: Yeah, but if you did
1: that, Pete, you'd have no shirts left. I mean... <laughs> Well, um, funnily enough, given how much camp clothing you see me wear on a regular basis, I still have at least an entire carrier bag or two at home full of camp clothing that is waiting to be turned into a quilt. Luckily, uh, my mother is quite into quilting, and who knows, she's had three years whilst I've been in Australia (laughs) to get it started, we'll we'll see, we'll see if she's, yeah. Yeah.
0: So you actually set her on
1: the task? I I did ask for her assistance. I don't know. She I think she does listen to this podcast, actually. So this isn't a call out if she <laughs> is listening. What's um, up, Pete's mum? Why aren't you making this quilt? <laughs> huh? Uh, no rush, no rush. <laughs> um, although it will be winter by the time I get back to England. So
0: You'll be needing that
1: quilt. Yeah. Uh, number seven... Number seven, some of your favorite memories involve sitting around a log fire. Sure. Yeah, I mean, camps have fires. That's why it's called a campfire.
0: Oh, man, BuzzFeed is really crushing this. Someone from BuzzFeed did go to camp.
1: I don't know. I I kind of read that and I'm like, say something more specific, more niche, you know? I do love a good niche reference.
0: Yeah, it's not niche at all, but like... In- This is BuzzFeed here.
1: I do enjoy sitting around a fire. They got me.
0: Got me good. I I do love a good fire. I have had some memories where I've been around a fire.
1: Yes. Have you ever walked over burning coals, Nick? No. Have you? No, but I totally would.
0: Good luck with that. Yeah. Not really a camp activity, I
1: don't think. It should be.
0: (laughs) Get all your levels in firewalking.
1: Yeah, that would be so good. Yeah, what if we create or oh, creating a camp achievement system based on the four elements of Avatar? <laughs> fire, <laughs> you, you have to do all your fire twirling and fire walking and stuff. You know, water, obviously. Earth is just land stuff. You and just make air. them do some landscaping for kids. Yeah, just do like skydiving and hang gliding at camp. All right. Uh, we'll copyright. Do all this That's at a great idea. That we start. No, no, no one steal that idea. I've. Yep. Thank you. And then you, you become the avatar. If you mind, <laughs> <laughs> you master all four elements. This is a great idea. No one steal this. number 8 you have no qualms about doing undesirable chores you're used to it i have
0: so many qualms about so many undesirable things i've had to do at camp you just do them but like no qualms kidding me Surely i'll qualm all day
1: for something to be undesirable having a qualm about it is a prerequisite
0: yeah right that just doesn't make any sense no, if I, if I don't want to do it, I got beef. I mean, sure, you do a lot of really crap jobs. Sometimes, literally. I mean, you know, you and me, Pete, we've both um, we've both had a code brown or two. We've had to deal with.
1: I think um, I think a human being has a certain tolerance to urine, and I I believe that tolerance decreases over time. I don't know if you found that, Nick. By the end of two summers of washing um pea sheets i i i i was struggling with it can't do it no more like the the smell got worse each time <laughs> i don't know if they were just getting more dehydrated as the summer <laughs> went on but i guess i don't know maybe maybe it was asparagus season or something um you know that comes in halfway through the summer but uh yeah
0: so my first year of camp you know long story short uh the camp director decided they were going to do uh, a commemorative commemorative rock garden at camp. And um, before the summer actually started and the kids got there, they had us all just digging and moving rocks and digging and moving more rocks and counting rocks and stacking rocks and just rocks for days and I can tell you, as soon as he left, they got rid of that rock garden and it was just utterly pointless in the end. And um, I have a lot of qualms about that job.
1: Um, yeah, I, I feel like I have a lot I want to say about that too. But we can save that for, for another, time. another day. Um, number nine, you are as organized as they come what have you met people from summer camp like yes. <laughs> that's who's
0: organized what do you mean it's maybe, maybe in girls camp
1: i would say maybe controlled chaos not to say people weren't on the ball or anything like
0: yeah i mean obviously no. for all of the things on this list this is our own personal experiences between the um four camps we've got between us four three
1: i did two you did two
0: yeah, but we did one of the same.
1: Three camps?
0: Yeah, between our three camps. This is just our personal experiences. But um get it together, BuzzFeed.
1: I view a lot of people's jobs in, in summer camps, whether you're a counsellor or an admin or whatever, as just... Do, do you know those... um do you know those spinning plates you get at the circus? <laughs> right, you get the really long sticks, and it's like yeah. like dinner yeah. plates sitting on top with a little dimple, and then like you spin them, and then you see people who are really good, and they'll have like heaps of them on them, and then like you got to keep them all spinning, and then like y- you know you're speeding one up, and then another one st- starts to wobble, so you have to go over there and speed that one up, and I view a lot of the work I do as that there are constantly plates wobbling and in threat of falling off. And it's your job to keep as many of them spinning for as long as possible. You can let one or two drop. Sometimes they drop and then you, you go pick them up and you keep them spinning. But, like, that's that's the goal.
0: That's camp, baby.
1: Keep keep those plates spinning, y'all.
0: Ooh, that sound. Have we been editing <sighs> out the um, can opening sounds from previous episodes? Because I hope not.
1: I think there's at least two. I think that might be
0: the third. <laughs> we'll make it like a thing. Every episode has a can opening sound and you've got to, you know, open up alongside us.
1: Number 10. And over the years, you've learned exactly how to pack to prepare for any situation.
0: Like a hurricane?
1: I don't know what to pack for a hurricane. (laughs) No no one taught me that. Are we talking like a bug out bag? Nick, what are you putting in your suitcase for a tsunami? (laughs) All right.
0: um, Life jacket. Yeah. Floaties. Yeah. Boogie board.
1: (laughs) Water, right? Because it'll be salt water. Yeah, man. Oh, if there's a wave about, you know, you've got to go catch it.
0: Um, what do you what do you pack? I mean I had a little bum bag on me a lot of the time. It had my radio, uh it had some snacks sometimes, it had some band aids. That that'll cover most situations really. First aid kit and sugar, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, diabetic, that's a twofer. Bottle of water?
1: Bottle bo- bottle of water? Okay, that's offensive, Nick.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, I thinking of, of the memmy.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think any English person is allowed to take offence at their accent being made fun of. Number 11. No one can redesign a t-shirt like you can. No one. Now, I think I would understand a lot better what some of these are intending to mean if... The Instagram posts that all of these had, like, the photos embedded for were not all, uh, like, disappeared.
0: Oh, so it doesn't have the photo to go along with everything?
1: At least three quarters of them are... The link to this photo or video may be broken, or the post may have been removed.
0: Well, let's try and work out what they mean. What, what was it again?
1: No one, all caps, no one... No one. ...can redesign a, t- a t-shirt like you can. No one.
0: Well, that's applicable to everyone... Um, Yeah. Does it mean like, you know, you cut off the sleeves And turn a shirt into a singlet? I'm going to guess that's what they mean Like you're redesigning the structure of the shirt You know, you cut off the sides and the whole front
1: And then it's just a cape No one is better at graphic design than you, Nick No (laughs) one Number 12 And crafts? Forget about it You were born to make crafts
0: The longer we go through this list, the more I feel like it was made by someone who worked at Arts and Crafts.
1: Yeah, I think maybe this is a BuzzFeed uh, article for narcissists. (laughs) Yeah, they're all like,
0: "No one does this better than you," but it's supposed to be for every T-shirt.
1: No one's uh, Arts and Crafts. You're a god. (laughs) Um, I mean, I've made one friendship bracelet in my life, and. I don't think I've ever made anything else at Arts and Crafts. Maybe once I went into Arts and Crafts and stole a little bit of glitter and just sprinkled it around the room. But that's purely hypothetical and no one can prove that.
0: Maybe. Hypothetically. I mean, you know, you you go in and you steal stuff when you need it.
1: It's good for that. Cardboard boxes for water balloon fights. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We will talk about that at some point, too.
0: Foreshadowing.
1: Number 13. While at camp, you barely spoke to the outside world. You were too busy enjoying every moment. Now, the photo is actually up for this one. And it is someone wearing chacos in a kayak.
0: What is chacos?
1: Ah, the the sandals oh yeah yeah (laughs) that's
0: sure i mean that is broadly accurate i mean yeah you're spending every day at camp You're, you're stuck in there you're doing stuff all the time you're not really thinking about the outside world there's that camp bubble but then on the other hand you kind of have no choice we had like no internet yeah very little amount of time you've got your phone on you there's Not really much opportunity to speak to the outside world. It's kind of like a cult like that.
1: I mean, particularly as an international, I never had, like, a SIM. Like, uh, I didn't have a, you know, I couldn't... Yeah, I never got a SIM card. You just spend your time roaming for Wi-Fi. I hope there's no
0: Wi-Fi at most camps. You know, you shouldn't really have your phone on you all the time, but it is a bit of a... It's a bubble, you know? You don't really think about the outside world that much while you're there. The world could burn down. I'd still be just teaching kids to sail and kayak.
1: I mean, that that's what lends to, like, the experience that people have at camp is the fact that you spend three months with a group of people, but it feels more like years because of how close you all are during that time and things as not having phones or internet, you know. Only goes to deepen those connections
0: I mean yeah the longer you're there the more the outside world sort of ceases to exist you know you start just thinking like do I have parents? I faintly remember being a child somewhere else but (laughs) all your memories just start being camp memories all the people you know you're like my best friends in the world are the people I'm looking at right here at camp and then you get home you're like oh
1: shit these people amen well we're um this this ran a little bit longer than i think we were potentially anticipating so maybe we're going to have to split this into a two parter i'm excited to see what the next uh, 12 items bring
0: have you already looked at them and you know or are you just kind of going through
1: um i've i've only glanced at what the next one is going to be
0: all right well thanks for uh jumping in this was Uh, this one time at summer camp, uh, you can send us an email at this one time at summer camp pod at gmail.com. You know, let us know so far how you're agreeing with the list or just wait for the part two, because of course it's a bit of a shorter one. Well, we're going to try and close the gap on how long it's taking us to produce episodes. I'm doing a lot of hand movements um, that you can't see right now, but that's how enthusiastic I am about this podcast.
1: I can see them and I feel threatened. <laughs> you should. You can also find us by the same name on Instagram. This one time at Summer Camp Pod. Type in, find us on there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll um, put something on there sometime.
0: Just send us emails. We'll read them out. You'll feel all special and good because we mentioned you like we mentioned... Rachel and Waverly, and um, we'll have content to fill the stratosphere.
1: I feel like we're rambling a bit now. Yes.
0: All right, catch you next time.
1: Okay, bye. bye. Goodbye.
0: right so we're going back because pete doesn't want to end it the same way he ended it last time see ya do you you feel strong with that one
1: i feel better about it